0: How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 63 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today we are going to be talking about the 67-page proposal that came out from the league, uh, how that makes no sense, and then uh, what team executives... uh, leaked, let's say, to Ken Rosenthal about what they'd like to improve upon, because uh, as they say, it is a living document. It is The 67-page proposal is still just a proposal. They're waiting for input from the players, the Players Association, uh, owners, executives, all that stuff. So uh, the things that they laid out was comprehensive, but a little bit ridiculous. Uh, We were not going to be seeing baseball I mean, we would see, like, baseball being hit and stuff, but, you know, there's no spitting. There's no high-fiving. We'll get into it. Um, but before we do, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. It's a great deal. It's like 28 bucks for a box of 16, 18 bars. I don't know. I'm, I'm eating them too quickly. I haven't had time to count. So I'm going to get into everybody's favorite topic, labor relations here in just a second. But first, please follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can email us any questions that you have. We are doing a mailbag episode uh, in the next episode. So please email us your questions or tweet them. Uh, You can email us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. All of that information is in the show notes, including the belt bar link. So... Look at the show notes. There, there's some good stuff in there. I, I take some time and, you know, try to make those entertaining. So anyways, um, yeah. So baseball, good times. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe we won't. It kind of depends on uh, m- mostly it depends on how safe the players feel. I think uh, they can figure out money. That's not a big problem. They can figure out the restrictions that, you know, were li- that were listed. Uh, there's already some pushback from team executives, a let alone the players on uh, some of the restrictions that I'll get into. So I think that safety is going to be the big thing, you know, making sure that there's testing while not taking tests away from the public. And, you know, Major League Baseball following through on their promise to provide more tests for the public because they're making their own tests in their facility in Utah that was uh, typically used for player drug testing. So they, they have the ability to make their own tests, which is, it, it could end up being a big thing for uh, society. Uh, we'll, we'll see how sometimes major league baseball blows some smoke. So we're going to see if there's a fire where this smoke is. So anyways, let's get into it. Uh, I'm taking just bullet points from the article that Jeff passing wrote on Monday. Um, and then I got the second part of this is going to be, Ooh, there's a big car outside. (laughs) Um, the second part of this is the Ken Rosenthal article that dropped, um, Thursday morning. So, uh, well, I'll go with the original proposal and then. The counter-proposal ideas that they have. So uh, Jeff Passman is saying that there's going to be frequent but not daily testing. That means that they need to, you know, obviously secure some tests, which as of right now doesn't seem like it's uh, possible. And if they're going to be starting spring training in roughly two and a half weeks, they need to get on that. Um, And so those that test positive will be quarantined for seven days, which is... A week less than you know the recommended the CDC recommendation of you know somebody who tests positive, um, so already cutting some corners. Not sure if that's a good thing. And I I alluded to it here just a second ago, but I think that the big thing for baseball resuming is going to be uh, how quickly they can get all this stuff done because they're in a really tight time frame if they're going to try and get a half of a season in before the playoffs. Um, they've got. I mean, as I said before, but roughly two and a half weeks until players need to be at spring training. They could push stuff back a little bit, but then you're asking the players to do more double headers, which is just more risk, which I don't think that they want to take, as uh, we've learned from Blake Snell and others. So there's going to be baseball. We're going to find out real quick. Um, So the next point here is a more blood test for or sorry, a monthly blood test for coronavirus antibodies. Uh, That goes without saying. Uh, They are saying that hot tub, cold tub, sauna, steam room, cryotherapy, not allowed. And I mean, that makes sense because usually you'd be sitting in water and then you just have stuff sitting in the water. And uh, that's not good. Uh, The stuff that I mean is a coronavirus just sitting in the water. Uh, i read this in the Kenworth article, though. Uh, The Center for Disease Control, the CDC, uh, says there is no evidence that the virus spreads through Water in pools or, you know, sauna, any of those things. Um, so, spoiler alert, executives think that, uh, hydrotherapy pools and other, you know, types of, uh, self care, uh, pool type things should be allowed. And honestly, I'm on board with that one because if a player is used to, you know, sitting in the sauna, which I don't know if that's allowed, but, you know, like a, uh, the cryotherapy pool or, um, other hot cut, hot tub, cold tub, getting a massage. I don't know if that's allowed because that involves human touch and I'm going to say that it's probably not. Um, I mean, they could wear gloves or whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyways, um, if they are used to getting some sort of therapy treatment, physical therapy treatment after uh, a game or something like that or you know, they get hit by a pitch or something, um, that's going to hurt and they're going to need stuff like this, especially if they're playing... A schedule on a more condensed time frame. Uh, there's going to be fewer off days. They're going to need some of this therapy uh, just to stay healthy and stay on the field because um, we want to see these guys play as many games as possible but also not kill themselves doing it. Figuratively killing themselves, you know, like breaking down their bodies. Not literally getting coronavirus or something. Okay, so we're back to the list. Uh, they're saying no spitting, no high fives, no contact, which is baseball on a nutshell. Uh, no spitting, which also means, you know, no sunflower seeds, no tobacco. Uh, and for some, I mean, for me, I know that if you get used to doing something while having something near you, like for me, I like to have, you know, coffee or something while I'm recording the podcast. If you take away the coffee, I'm probably going to talk a lot slower and that might actually be good. But, um, no, it's one of those things. It's that creature comfort that you're just, you just get accustomed to doing something. And they've been doing, you know, they've been high-fiving after a hit for their entire lives. It's going to be hard to take that stuff away immediately, like on a dime. You'd be like, hey, you can't do that anymore. And for something more uh, neurological like chewing tobacco, that's got to be a little bit rough. Um, I, I mean, I can't picture any players that actually use it these days. Um, maybe it's because we're in the Bay area and it's kind of banned, but I don't, Tony Gwynn's the one that's coming to mind right now. The one that always had the dip in his lip, but, uh, maybe it's more of a coach thing and that matters less, but if it could start messing with, uh, the neurological factor and that actually impacts the play on the field. So that's not a, a small one to discount, I would say. I'd say that that's a a big thing. And it's definitely going to be in the final draft because uh, you can't have spitting, obviously. Anyway, there's a lot of things that we'd need to get to. So uh, players that are not likely to enter the game must sit in the stands six feet apart. Uh, There'd be rows in between them and seats in between them and all that stuff. Uh, Pitchers would get their own rosin bag. Hitters would get their own pine tar. Uh, There would be no socializing at first base because social distancing. Uh, Balls put in play need to be replaced. So basically, if multiple players touch the ball, then they need to replace the ball. Which I don't know how that works with pitches, because pitcher and catcher are multiple players. Um, And it would be the same if you know a ball got hit to the outfield and then they threw it to the pitcher. I assume that they're replacing those balls, but not the ones that are thrown every pitch, because that would just be... A ridiculous amount of balls. Um, we also have to, uh, not we, the players, have to wash their hands every half inning, which seems strange. I mean, I, I get it. They should. But also, if you're trying to social distance and every half inning they have to go wash their hands, there's going to be a line at the sink or wherever they're washing their hands. Maybe they're just using hand sanitizer. I don't know. Um, they got to sanitize the bullpen and dugout phones after use. No post-game meal. Uh, If you want to eat with people, you got to wait till you get to the hotel where they'll be quarantined. Um, No post-game showers and no leaving the hotel uh, when you're on the road without approval. That means no housekeeping. Uh, Basically, how you leave your room is how you get your room back. So be clean, everybody. Um, That's a lot of things. Some of them are just you know uh, creature comfort things and all that stuff, and they can easily be push to the side and be like, yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Um, No showering seemed to be one that they were like, why can't we shower after the game? And Jeff Passon talked about that one in his article. He was like, "Uh, the players need to not get concerned about not showering after the game and lose sight of the bigger picture and lose, you know, on the financial end or something like that because they want to shower. Uh, They did that with an extra seat on the bus for spring training games. Um, So the players have fallen into that trap before and it seems like the owners are, or, you know, People are laying that trap for them to get caught up on the creature comfort things and lose sight of, you know, money or something like that. So hopefully that doesn't happen again because I am very pro player. Um, and you know what else I'm pro? Pro built bar. Yesterday I tried the mint brownie delight and w- what a name. It is a delight. It had 110 calories, 15 grams of protein, 6 grams of fiber, 4 grams of sugar. And it basically tasted like a mint chocolate chip ice cream. It was a little bit harder than ice cream. Uh, You know, soft ice cream, obviously. It was delicious. Again, very soft and chewy, delectable. Uh, It was delightful. And I don't know that I've mentioned this before, but uh, all the ones that I've had so far are gluten-free and have no preservatives. So they are nice, good bars for you. Um, I, I am trying something new with the bar that I'm gonna have today, and I threw it in the fridge. I heard that from a, a different Locked On podcast that, you know, hey, they, they taste even better when they're in the fridge for a minute. So uh, I threw, I think it was banana nut bread in there or German chocolate cake. I don't know. I was debating between the two. Don't know which one made it to the refrigerator. Um, so I'll let you guys know how that one tastes as well. These bars are delicious. And if you want to get your own box of Built Bars, all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com, enter the code On and you get $10 off your first box of Built Bars. They're delicious. Go get one. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Also, this podcast is brought to you by 24. Do you want to see Kim Bauer get kidnapped just so she has something to do for a few episodes? Uh, wrong 24. 24 life stories and lessons from the Say Hey Kid. In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares his inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a foreword read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea, who you know is from the San Francisco Chronicle. Whether you miss seeing your favorite players on the field this season or are looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. So go out there and buy the audiobook edition of 24 wherever audiobooks are sold. There will be a link in the show notes. Okay, so we ran through the proposal real quick, the 67-page proposal from MLB. Uh, now we're going to go on to what some of the uh, baseball ops people suggested for amending it and making it a little bit easier to swallow. Um The number one thing that they want is increased testing uh, as opposed to uh, frequent but not daily testing. They're going for daily testing. Mike Trout says that they need daily testing to make anything happen. And uh, he's Mike Trout, so he has some sway in the baseball game, I would say. Um, they also want consistency with protocols at home and on the road. Uh, that was one big thing that uh, the Jeff Passan article mentioned was that uh, at home, you know, you're getting tested all the time. There's you know a bunch of protocols and whatnot for a player if they uh, contract coronavirus or test positive or ha- run a high fever or something like that. Whereas on the road, it's like uh, there was one executive in the Passan article is like, well, what do I do if? They test positive on the road. I, I don't, Do I quarantine them? Do I send them home? Wh- what do I do? I don't know. So they're looking for uh, better protocols, basically, on the road. Um, they also want fewer restrictions on the road because uh, I mentioned it very briefly, but players would basically be living in their hotels while they're on the road and not allowed to leave the hotels at all, um, which is basically like a bubble city that they had... Uh, very much rejected from Arizona. So not sure how that would play out, but y- they could probably leave and like go for a walk or something like that and social distance and whatnot. Um, so that's a big thing. Uh, I also mentioned uh, the showers could be a hangup. Uh, this executive was saying that uh, showers should be allowed, but maybe do it in like shifts of like three guys or so. Um, again, it does not, there's no proof. Uh, that's, or there's no evidence, I'm sorry, uh, according to the CDC that the virus spreads through water uh, in pools is what they said. Usually it's chlorinated water that it's not spreading in, so showers are maybe a little bit more iffy, but uh, chlorine seems to kill the bacteria or the virus. Or I'm not good at science, but it, it doesn't do well in chlorine, so chlorinated water should be okay. Uh, and really, I think that most of the showers just like a quick rinse. Maybe they use soap. I don't know. Uh, haven't been in a big clubhouse where they shower. Well, I, I've been in a big league clubhouse. Have not been in the shower part. So, I mean, that's to be expected. Um, anyways, uh, the final point on in uh, Ken Rosenthal's article this morning was that keeping indoor batting cages open seems like it should be a possibility. Um, especially in the heat of summer, it's just more convenient to have you know a couple of chairs and air conditioning uh, batting cages and whatnot. Those could obviously be brought outside. But I think the larger point here was that, you know, just keeping some of the little creature comforts, uh, for the players, if it doesn't, uh, exponentially increase the risk by a huge margin. So I think that that was what that uh, proposal was about. Uh, I will link to both of these articles in the show notes so that you can read them for yourselves. Uh, there's a lot of details here that I did not get to, um, I, I I nailed most of the uh, Ken Rosenthal stuff. The Jeff Passant article was much longer and I had to condense it. So there's some other stuff in there that gives you a broader view of what was suggested and whatnot. Um, but I just wanted to give my two cents on this whole thing, uh, mostly for the Passant article. Um, obviously, there's going to be some push and pull with what actually happens. But it feels as though this is a ridiculous amount of things to get. A baseball game played. No spitting, no touching, no almost no talking to each other. Uh, you got to social distance in the stands. They got to wear masks. They're uh, constantly tested. They're quarantined on the road. Uh, they can't really, you know, get physical therapy treatments if they're aching and whatnot. And they're going to be aching for sure. Um, that's a lot of things. And if that's what baseball looks like, do we really need it back? So, I mean, maybe it's just me. I've kind of made my peace with there not being a baseball season this year. Maybe it's so that I don't set high expectations for myself. I don't know. Um, I still will love the game no matter what, unless it's something ridiculous like, oh, money. But if it's, you know, we're, we're concerned about player safety and we don't want anybody to die, which is something that I'm very concerned about, is somebody getting it and then passing away because we had to watch baseball. Um, so... Uh, that that's uh that's where my head's at. I don't know that uh everything here is actually reasonable. Uh, maybe they're gonna amend it a little bit more, but then are they giving away some of the player safety? These are big concerns for me personally, and uh, I really hope that uh, they they come to an agreement that is satisfactory to the players, where they're getting paid, but also they're being taken care of. Um, because as we've seen, the owners want to uh, cut costs wherever they can, so. Hopefully they don't cut it in where, you know, employee safety comes in, in hand and whatnot. Also, I just watched the Owen Hurt documentary on uh, Dark Side of the Ring. And uh, they cut some costs and he died. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, at the forefront of my mind right now. Anyways, I'm really hoping that baseball is played. I'm not optimistic just because I don't want to get optimistic yet. Uh, when there is a plan in place, cool. Uh, If a player tests positive, I say shut the whole damn thing down immediately. Um, Just because, you know, why run the risk? It's not an essential service. It is a fun thing for us, yes. But do we need baseball in order to survive? No. We need food and hospitals. Basically it. Those are essential services. The end. I don't need to go outside. I'm good. I just want to make one last point. Um, There's a weed whacker going on outside now, so they want me to wrap this thing up. Um, But... Basically, there's a, a ton of rules outlined in the Jeff Passon article, and some of them seem silly, but they're, you know, they're for player safety. And basically, uh, one rule of thought is how are they going to enforce some of this stuff like players showering and stuff like that? And uh, that, that's a good question. I don't know that they're going to have somebody, you know, enforcing these rules because in order to enforce them, you need a person there and uh, just having more people, not the answer. So if they can't enforce the rules, is it really safe to play baseball? I I don't know, honestly. Um, So, yeah, that's what I'm going to end with today. Uh, I'm going to do one more, hopefully, mailbag. So please send in your questions to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com, or you can tweet them at us at LockedOnA's on on Twitter. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram at LockedOnA's. So, yeah, that's going to be it for today. Hopefully, I get a mailbag to you guys tomorrow. Uh, Send in the questions. If not, I will come up with something to talk about. Anyways, this uh, episode was brought to you by BuiltBar. Bar. Go to builtbar.com, enter the code LOCKEDON, save $10 on your first box. Also, download the audiobook of 24, The Willie May Story. Uh, it, it sounds like a good book. Still haven't gotten it yet. I've been reading other books at the moment, but it is on my list. In the meantime, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. I will talk to you guys soon.